0: Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is the weekly show where we talk about all things money and finance, and where we give you information to help you make the best financial decisions possible. So if you want to buy your first home, you want to be better with money, you want to learn how to invest, where to begin, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe. I'm so thrilled to have you here. So without further ado, let's get going with this week's show. What's going on, guys? It's Pete. Hope you guys are well. Um, it's Monday, and yes, another week is upon us. Um, right, I've got a couple of confessions. First and foremost, it wasn't until maybe day before yesterday that I realised that I do not have a guest for this episode. And that's been a function of just having so much going on right now with other things that are kind of, I wouldn't say completely distracting me, But other things that are very, very important in terms of the bigger picture that I'm trying to build uh, when it comes to conversation of money and money intelligence, which is the other thing that I've got my fingers into right now. And you know what? If I'm completely honest, this year has turned out to be a little bit of a bizarre one. You know, obviously, we've we've had to deal with COVID. But, you know, if you told me in January that I would be fully self-employed, running Conversation of Money as a full-time business and registering a new company called Money Intelligence and having a trademark for that business, I would have said you are absolutely bonkers. But that's essentially what has happened this year. Um, got very redundant, as you guys know. Um, building out conversation of money as an actual business in its own, seeing people one-on-one consultations, doing events, all those kind of things. So then starting up MoneyTelligence, uh, which is basically, um, a financial literacy body. It's a financial literacy firm where we're going to be working with corporates, doing events, working with uh, brands in financial services to help improve financial literacy. And then to trademark Money Intelligence and have that come through. I mean, it's been an absolutely crazy year. So I'm very, very thankful. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on. So I didn't realize that I, <laughs> that I did not have a guest for this um, episode until a couple of days ago. And I thought, you know what, let's just go back to me speaking to you guys, because there's actually something that I do want to talk about. And um, I'll tell you what it is now, actually, before we go any further. I wanted to ask the question of, are you participating in this wealth creation? All right, so right, I'm going to ask that question again. Are you participating in this wealth creation? And the reason why this this question came up in my mind is that if you follow me on YouTube, you'll know that I've done a lot of content around investing. And over the, maybe the last two, three weeks, I've spoken a lot about the fact that Apple were doing a stock split. Then literally the week after, Tesla announced a stock split as well. And I own Tesla stock, as you guys know. Um, I own uh, a Model S as well. So I love I love the business of Tesla. I like Elon. He's just a great guy. He's a visionary in my view. And I was reading a newspaper article uh, just yesterday, actually, and they're talking about Elon specifically. Now, Elon this year has added $57 billion to his net worth. Now, a lot of that has come from the frenzy that's happened with the, the share price since he announced that they're going to be doing a five to one stock split. So now he is the fourth richest man alive with $188 billion net worth. I mean, I can't even figure out how many zeros that is and how much money that is. It's unfathomable to me. $188 billion. It's crazy. And the second person that has done really, really well this year through everything that we've been through has been Jeff Bezos. And I don't know what his numbers are. I think he's crossed 200 billion or something like that. It's absolutely nuts. So the question remains, are you participating in this world creation? Because whilst Elon has done very, very well because of the frenzy that has happened with with the stock price split, many people who own Tesla stock, including myself, have done very, very well as well because you buy in and the Tesla share price right now is $2,200. So the question is, are you participating? But there's also a bigger question that underpins that as well. And that's the following question. Are you thinking proactively or reactively about your money? I'm gonna ask that again. Are you thinking proactively or reactively about your money? I wanna get into that this week. And perhaps I'm gonna give you a few tips that I think are really, really important, a few thoughts that I think are very, very important to help you if you've answered no to that question, to either of those two questions, in fact. But before we begin, there was a piece of news that came out yesterday, Saturday morning, and I just wanna talk a little bit about that because whilst it's not finance related, it has been something that's been in the back of my mind and it got me thinking a lot about people human nature and more importantly legacy so if you follow me on youtube you follow me on social media you will know that i'm a big uh, marvel fan you know the mcu the whole marvel universe i love 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 those films it's been a joy to watch those films on the on the big screen and one of my favorite characters out of this entire saga has been Black Panther. And for obvious reasons, you know, when I was a kid um, following the comics and everything like that, it was always the norm to know that Superman is a white guy and most of the superheroes super were, were white. And it wasn't until Black Panther came out in 2018, and I'm, I was 38 when that came out, it was great to see a superhero, like a proper, proper, bona fide superhero on the big screen. Their own film is his own film with a cast of people that looked like me. Now, I'm 38 and I know how I felt. Now, I take myself out of the fact that I'm 38 and I start to ask the question, how must that have Felt for a child who is six, seven, eight, nine years old To look at the big screen And see a movie of that calibre Filled with people who look like them And that for some people may sound like a really weird Kind of like question to ask But it is a legitimate question nonetheless Because this talks about representation, right? If you see it You believe that you can do it as well. And I guess me growing up, I wouldn't say that it was there in my mind as if I'd registered it in the way that I have now. But now that I've seen it, I certainly look back and think, oh, well, actually, yeah, through my childhood, I didn't really see any black superheroes on on screen. Anyway, the reason why I bring this up is because of the story behind um, Chadwick Boseman. And the fact that he was battling stage, I think it was either two or three or three or four. I think it was stage four when he when he died over the, over the weekend, colon cancer. cancer. And I remember when the movie came out, when Black Panther came out, he did a press tour where he was talking about the uh, impact of the work and the fact that he had made a connection with um, some kids in America who were um, suffering from cancer. And they were talking about how, I don't know whether they're kids or not, I know he made contact with some people who were suffering from cancer. They might have been kids, I'm sure they were kids anyway. And they were talking about the fact that, you know, this movie means a lot. And he broke down in that interview. And knowing what I know now, the fact that he made Captain America, Winter Soldier, his first appearance, he made Black Panther, and he shot the two Avengers movie Alongside the five, and there was a couple of other films that he did within the space of four years, all whilst battling colon cancer. For me, is absolutely amazing, and it speaks to legacy. So, I just wanted to talk about that because it—that's one thing that I've always been, you know, been all about the legacy. I would love my legacy to be the fact that I helped people improve their financial literacy. And I changed the way people interact with financial services and financial products. That's what I want and just his story, knowing what I know now, the fact that you could go through that kind of physical training and that kind of regiment to deliver that level of quality of work all the while battling cancer and not speaking a word to the world about what you're going through because of your own self-preservation of dignity is something we can all be inspired by inspired by. And I just wanted to throw that out there. But anyway, back to the question at heart this week. Are you participating in this wealth creation? Now I don't want to do what most people would do and just talk about the fact that you well you should have bought Tesla stock. You should have bought Tesla stock. If you bought it you'll be up you know 80%, 90% right now, right? I don't believe in any of that stuff. What's happened has happened. But I think in everything that happens in the present, there is a lesson for the future. So the question is, are you participating? Are you being proactive? Are you thinking proactively or reactively about your money? This is very, very important. I know we're in unprecedented times right now. Many people are looking at, you know, being furloughed. Many people are, you know, going back from furlough. Many people are losing their jobs. Many people are in between jobs right now. Many people are in my position where they've you know, lost their job, they've been made redundant, they may be still looking, seeking for a new opportunity, maybe starting out on their own. Regardless of where you are, this question still remains. Are you thinking proactively or reactively around your money? And this really speaks to the basics, right? Do you have an intentional thought process around your funds? What you're doing with your money, your money coming in, your money going out, Are you proactive or reactive around where you send your money? If you've been following me for a while, you know that I always talk about being intentional. Are you being intentional? Now, for many people, when we talk about investing specifically, many people are coming around to the idea of, you know, investing in the market building for the future and actually using their money to create wealth for later life. Many people are looking to do that right now. And that's fine. But in order for you to be able to do that, you have to understand exactly what it is that you are doing So you need to have a plan of some kind A goal of some kind, right? Your goal informs your plan And oftentimes people will use Excuses or thoughts or uh, I didn't quite know this at the time Or procrastination as A reason why they've not done something specifically. And I believe that being proactive, actually sitting there and thinking, right, what do I want? What, what, what is this all about? Is extremely important for you knowing what direction you're actually going. In. And this isn't just about fun. This is about life in general. Again, remember, money is just a tool to help you do the things that you want to do in life. And I think at this junction of the year, after everything we've become, you know, we've been through and the fact that we are returning to some kind of ordinary semblance of life now, we need to be more intentional than ever. And it isn't just about today. This is about looking at this proactively, thinking about tomorrow, thinking about next month, thinking about six months, because if COVID has taught us anything... We now, we now know that we have to use the resources we have And we have to deal with the resources we have right now With a little bit more respect than we have done previously So, being proactive with your money Budgeting correctly Understanding what you've got coming in Understanding what you've got going out Building yourself an emergency fund So you've got some kind of cushion to fall back on should the worst happen. And more importantly, try to make sure that you have a disposable income or a pot of money that is surplus to your requirements that you do not need. And using that money for something for the future, whether it is buying Tesla stock, buying Apple stock, or investing in some way, shape or form. This is absolutely crucial because all around us, people are doing really, really well. Yes, we're in a official recession here in the UK, but I can tell you right now, my Tesla stock, my Tesla portfolio specifically is over 100% up. That doesn't sound like a recession, does it? But this is all about understanding how things work and understanding how you take advantage of opportunities. And this is really, really key, but you're not going to be in a position where you can take advantage of opportunities if you are not thinking proactively. If you're simply reacting to everything that you, that you encounter or you're not p- specifically paying attention to you know, financial news or things that are happening in the financial world, there is no way that you're going to know that there is an opportunity or was an opportunity to buy Apple stock or to buy Tesla stock. Now having access to that information is one thing, but knowing what to do is a completely different thing. So I spoke about the fact that, you know, this is an opportunity. What are the trends with Apple? We knew that they'd done this four times prior. And we knew that four out of the sorry, three out of the four prior times that they did this stock split that the share price had increased over the the next twelve months. And we were likely to see a little bit of a spike in the share price as the news gets out there and investors think well this could be a great opportunity for us to buy these these stocks and get some get some growth and get in with this company. Because the indications are that when a stock splits, yes, they want to attract new investors. And that is even more exacerbated now because of the power that us retail investors Hold in terms of our ability to invest in these companies now because of technology. Because you do have the trading 212s of this world, the the Robin Hoods of this world, the free trades of this world, that means that you don't actually have to have the full $2,200 to buy a Tesla stock. You can put in a thousand pounds and get half a Tesla share now. All these things are there as tools that we can basically use. But if you're not being proactive, and seeking out this kind of information and seeking out the steps that you need to take in order to participate and take advantage, then you're missing you're missing a really, really big trick. So again, are you taking part in this? Are you thinking proactively or reactively? I did a piece over the weekend for um, a new initiative called Fuse 360. It's not up and running yet but I did a piece on financial literacy and I spoke about the fact that financial literacy is understanding how money works. And it's understanding the language of money, okay? So I'm talking about Tesla stock here, right? Stock options, net worth. What do all these things mean? You know, when I say, are you thinking proactively or reactively? What does that actually mean? This is all language. This is all about financial literacy. And if you don't understand or know what these things mean, again, you're not gonna be in a position to take advantage of of the opportunity or the seeming opportunity that you have in front of you. So in order for you to think proactively, actually there's there's one step before that that you need to have taken care of or need to have taken. And that is making sure that you have the financial literacy to understand What it means to think proactively about your finances, to understand the language of money. And when I talk about financial literacy, financial literacy is really demonstrated really in in three key categories. It's how you make money, how you manage money, and how you invest money. Those three things are key. They go hand in hand. So yes, Tesla stock, as of Monday, today, is going to be trading on a 5-to-1 basis, so the share price is going to go from $2,200 to something like $400 a share. Are you participating in this? And not just in Tesla, in stocks, period, because you can buy so many companies now. I think the better question is, are you invested in the stock market to be able to take advantage of these kind of growth across a multitude of of companies globally? Are you even in this race? And I don't expect you to have the answer to this by the end of this conversation, by the end of this episode this week. I'm simply asking this question or presenting this question in a rhetorical fashion. You don't have to answer it right now. But if you can't answer yes to this, then the follow up question will be Is your financial literacy game on point? So the point that you understand how you can participate In this world creation How you can begin to think proactively And not reactively about your money Because even just that idea of being proactive and not reactive It's quite a big one For example And we talk about are you being proactive or reactive in your own personal finances? Are you planning for your yearly car insurance payment? Or are you being reactive, knowing that your car insurance is going to run out and simply just taking out a new policy the month it runs out and continue to pay for it on a monthly basis? Because if you are, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but if you are, you're going to be paying more for your car insurance because of the interest rate associated with you pay monthly. Whereas if you're being proactive, you'll know my car insurance is up up in September. I'm going to need in the region of £800 to insure my car. And you plan through that through the year. You put money aside. So when the date actually hits, you can take that money that you put aside and you can pay for your insurance all in one go. That's being proactive, that's just one example. And yes, it can be difficult. It means you need to have a basic control over your finances, again, money in, money out. This is the foundation on which all of this is built. But it starts with a mindset, it starts with a mind, uh, with a mindset shift of being proactive rather than reactive. Because by being proactive in the instance of car insurance you're probably saving yourself two, three hundred pounds a year just by being proactive and thinking about it ahead of time. The same thing applies when it comes to this wealth creation. Taking advantage of these opportunities to buy Tesla, like I said, my portfolio at the moment is up over one hundred percent. Now this doesn't negate the fact that you still need to have you know basic controls over your finances, your budgeting, money in, money out. You have to understand that you've got an emergency fund and you need to understand how much of an emergency fund will make you feel comfortable so that you can start buying these stocks without, you know, the risk that you might need money and you have to cash in this and possibly cash in a loss. You still need to have those things in place. But taking the advantage to invest in Tesla and possibly doubling your money over a relatively short period of time is an opportunity. If you're not thinking proactively You're never going to be in a position where you can take advantage of that opportunity. So again, guys, this is just a rhetorical question. You don't need to answer this right now. But if your answer to this is, well, I don't know, or well, no, then I will challenge you as to why. And oftentimes, people need help. People need to improve their financial literacy to empower them, to put them in a position where they can take advantage of these kind of situations, of these kind of examples. And you may be the kind of person that doesn't, actually doesn't want to buy stocks or shares in Tesla and Apple specifically, which if you're a first-time investor, by the way, can be pretty risky. So first and foremost, you need to understand the risk that you're taking. You need to understand how these things work. You need to, in order to improve your financial literacy, to be in a position where you can act from a point or a basis of knowledge, acquire that knowledge first. Sometimes that in itself requires an investment. Certainly an investment of time because you have to learn it. The onus is on you. And this goes for things like budgeting as well and basic money controls. If you don't know it, you have to invest the time to learn it. You may also need to ask for help from someone like myself, for example. So I do one-on-one work now. So that investment of time, that investment of possible money to acquire that knowledge now in terms of books, courses, webinars, events. These are all things that are necessary. It's an investment. The whole thing the, the, the main thing that you're looking for is a return on your investment as long as you acquire the knowledge and you know how to apply that knowledge and you look for opportunities and you get a return for your investment of time and resources possible money then it's a good investment but it has to start from a position of know-how of knowledge of literacy of financial literacy and i will strongly encourage anybody who's listened to this who may be thinking well I have taken advantage of it. Fantastic. Well done. Let's continue to build. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, nah, Pete, I don't don't really know. um, Then I would strongly encourage you to reach out to me, find me a message on DM, on Instagram. I always return all of my, my messages and let's see what we can do on a conversation level to help you improve your financial literacy, to get you in a position where you can partake in this wealth creation, business, do not, make, do not get this twisted. Whilst we've gone through COVID and we've gone through all of this upheaval, people have created wealth through this period. Elon, Jeff Bezos are just two examples, but there are hosts. I guarantee you, thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people globally who have increased their wealth. So are you partaking are you thinking about your money proactively or are you being reactive? That's the question. That's the challenge for this week. It's a short episode, but I did want to talk about this because I think it's really, really important. And again, if the answer to this is no, I'm not being proactive. I am being reactive. No, I'm not participating in this. So, you know, you want to change that. Reach out to me, let's talk Ping me a message on IG But guys, very very short episode this week But I hope that you've got some value out of that Or at least, it's got you thinking I think any change starts with a realisation An epiphany And I've always said That if I could get anyone listening to me here On this podcast, or watching me on YouTube if I could have anybody have an epiphany or the epiphany or a version of the epiphany that I had when I was 35, knowing that I'd wasted so much money and I was not equipped, not doing the right things, the things that I should have been doing, even with all my experience and all my knowledge, if I can get someone to have that version or a similar version of that epiphany earlier on in life, my work would be done. So I hope you found value from this episode. It's been my docile tones I hope you've enjoyed it, it Hasn't happened that much Over the last uh, Certainly over the last six months There's been guests all the way through But guys Thank you so much for listening i will be interested to hear your thoughts Again Ping me a message on, uh, on IG Or just email me p@conversationofmoney.com at Until next week When I should be back with a guest Actually I do have David Bell Hopefully I'm not sure I need to check my schedule Um But until then, take care.